0: What's happening Thursday? Randy and Joanna will be here. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, seven PM. Get the word out. Praise God. Praise God. Praise National Day of Prayer, May sixth, seven PM. At town hall, most likely, but if something changes, you know, we'll we'll let you know right before then. I'm glad we got that portable PA system. You know, I was checking that out in my office. I got rid of my little dinky. Uh, I had one of them computer speakers and stuff, and they're such a hassle because they got wires all over the place. You know what? That PA system has Bluetooth. You know what? It really cranks. I can listen to music in there, and it's boom, boom, got some chunk to it. So, All right. Lord God, in Jesus' name, speak to our hearts. Lord God, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. Without you, we can do nothing. Amen? But with you, we can do all things. Yes. So, I want to start out with the Holy Spirit was promised, was he not? Holy Spirit is as much God as Jesus is God. Holy Spirit is as much God as the Father is God. He's not third in rank because he's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Would you agree? He's not third in rank. He is co-equal with God the Father and with God the Son. They're different, but they're all equal. Does that make sense? I never could understand all that, but I know it is because the Word of God says it. It's good enough, isn't it? So the Holy Spirit was promised. Matthew 3.11, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Is that a promise? God can't lie, correct? Acts 1, four. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Lord, will you at this time bring an awakening to America? Lord, will you do this? Lord, will you do that? Lord, will you do this? Lord, when are you coming back? When are you coming back, Lord? He said to them, Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you will receive power. Power. Say it. Power. What do you think of when you think of power? Dunamis. Dunamis. You will receive power when? See, Jesus brought it right back to what he was talking about. Jesus, lots of times, were saying things that people want to change the subject, you know, but he's like, no, no, wait a minute. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, you will receive power when? Say, When? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So this was another prophecy of a coming event that was the Holy Spirit being poured out, right? Agree? So, there was the Holy Spirit promised, Correct? Now, the Holy Spirit, the prophecy fulfilled. Acts chapter 2, 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing and a mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all what? filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So this was promise fulfilled. Amen? God always fulfills His promises. Hello? Always. He can't lie. If it's promised to you, if you've had a promise from the Holy Spirit, and you know it was God that promised to you, God is not forgot. God does not lose, his memory is perfect. He never forgets. He's always there and he's always there on time. And so you agree that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. How many were filled with the Holy Spirit that day? All. Oh, and in the upper room there was 120, correct? And then they went out and it said, you will receive power to witness for me. Peter went out who had just denied Jesus what? Three times. And he, he, was, he, was a, he was a wreck, and the Holy Spirit came on him, and he preached to the masses. And 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus that day without a microphone, without skinny jeans, without fog machines. No, really. He was just out in the marketplace. He preached, and it happened. Would you agree? Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? I'm not getting on skinny jeans. They're just as good as bell bottoms. I used to have bell bottoms this big. That's pretty goofy too. You know, you think about it. Things change, but God doesn't change, you know. Styles change, but God doesn't change. And then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, Correct? But then in Acts four twenty nine it says, Now, Lord, look on their threats. This is right after Peter and John got whooped and said, Don't you preach in the name of Jesus anymore. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal. Stretching whose hand out? God's hand. Your hand is God's hand if you belong to Jesus. Stretching God's hand out to heal. Is that what it says? How many of y'all know you got God in you? If you're if you're born again, you got God in you. You got the attributes of Jesus. Amen? You got the attributes of Jesus. What a deal. I could have done that. By stretching out your hand to heal and that what? Signs and wonders. Say signs and wonders. wonders. Well, you shouldn't ask for signs and wonders. That's greedy. No, it's not greedy. It's what it says. That signs and wonders may be done through the name, through what? Your name, your church's name, your ministry's name. Say, I need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Without Him, we can do nothing. Nothing. Whatever your cell phone's telling you, it won't tell you nothing. It won't tell you nothing but garbage, 99%. Do you believe we need revival? Do you believe we need revival? Do you believe we can't live without it? How many of you have experienced a total, awesome, mighty move of God? You've been somewhere where God poured out His Spirit without measure. And time stood still. You might be getting bored now because we've been going for a while. But I don't believe you are. But what I'm saying is, People got in line at six in the morning and stayed till three or four in the morning, and they said, "We got to leave already. They're running them out, flashing the lights. We got to leave this party." Why? Because God belong, God is timeless, and when the Holy Spirit of God is running revival, time doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all anymore, because your mind's not consumed with what you need to do or what you want to do or what you want to fill your flesh with amen? Okay, we agree. We need revival, right? We need revival. Okay, last question is, when it comes, and it's coming like a freight train, in fact, it's already hit, man, many places, and God is moving mightily in Jesus' name. Now i got a question. Will you do your part to sustain it? Because it takes giving up a lot of stuff for revival. It does. So will you do your part? Y'all ever heard of the Welsh Revival? It preceded Azusa Street. In fact, they believe it kind of it's kind of like the uh, coronavirus. I mean, in a good way. It spread. It goes, people that went there got the virus of the Holy Spirit in revival, and they went to California and Azusa Street, and God started moving there. And it spread to who knows how many places it spread to. But it's the same Toronto. God moved mightily. God moved, it went to Brownsville, and you had the Lakeland Revival. Whether it was all, you know, the guy was right or not, God moved mightily. mightily, Mighty things happened there. So God spreads things, right? So let's prepare for revival. Evan Roberts had four points, and this is just a tool. This is just a tool. This is something to ask yourself, because I've already questioned myself and repented, and hopefully I've got my... Hopefully I'm ready for the move of God that he wants to sin, but it's a lot easier to repent now because, let's face it, when you get in revival, you're going to be drawn to this altar. You might resist it. You might say, I'm afraid of what somebody might think about me. Who cares? What does God think about you? You know, it doesn't matter what people think about you. So, number one, is there any sin, and this is not condemnation, okay? Okay? Is there any sin in your past you have not honestly dealt with or honestly confessed to God? And I know when we get born again, old things pass away, all things become new, but you know what? There's something about uh, confession. Confess your faults to one another. Confess your faults to the Lord and you will be healed. You get forgiven no No question. You're forgiven when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But you're healed when you confess and get free of that. There's freedom. There's freedom from sin. Amen. And, you know, there's also something called restitution. And people don't talk about that much anymore. But if you stole something, you need to take it back. Hey, oh, but it's a freebie, you know. I, I already got saved. It's okay. No, you need to make it right if you possibly can you can't always make things right when revival starts knocking at your door you're going to get convicted of things and you're going to make things right i know at brownsville there was a couple of cases where there was murderers that went up and and they 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 confessed that they needed jesus and the holy spirit revealed to steve hey man you you know what you've done you need to make it right and they went and turned their in i mean That's the kind of power revival has. Is there anything, number two, is there anything in your life that you cannot decide if it's good or evil? If it's doubtful, away with it. If it's evil, if there's doubt, Cast it out. Things in your life might not be nothing. Evil might be something that robs your time. It might be addiction to TV. It might be addiction to social media. If it's consuming your time that God has given you to worship him, don't don't, don't let that stop you from the fullness of what God wants to give you. He has more. He has more. Number three, give yourself entirely, completely to the Holy Spirit and obey Him. Do what the Holy Spirit shows you to do without hesitation. Slow obedience is disobedience. I learned that a long time ago. Y'all ever tried to do something out of God's timing? You need to do it when he's showing you, because that there's a there's a time, there's a time, there's an open door of heaven over whatever he's showing you, and he wants you to do it right now, because when you got a child that says, "Oh, what? Okay, uh, go clean up your room." Well, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'll do it later. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Does it ever get done? Does it ever get done? Now, come on. What do you guys say? Clean up your room, now. I know we don't use belts anymore. That's crude and wicked. I still would. Give yourself entirely to the Holy Spirit and obey Him quickly. Say, obey Him quickly. Amen. Obey Him quickly. It's it's for your good, you know. It's not for Him. It's for you. Holy Spirit don't need you for nothing, but He chose to partner with us to get, get the uh, Get the, this planet renewed and restored in him in Jesus' name. And, of course, four, make a public confession of Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Not to be ashamed of him. If you haven't, you need to make it public. You need to let people know, hey, you know, and that's what water baptism does. It, it makes it public to let people know that, hey, I've accepted Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation. And another thing was, he said, send the Spirit now for Jesus Christ's sake. Send the Spirit now. And then he said, send the Holy Spirit powerfully for Jesus Christ's sake. And seek Yahweh, seek the Lord God Almighty for baptism of the Holy Spirit. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Very important. Very important. If you don't know or you're not sure, you don't. You're not baptized in the Holy Spirit if you don't know. God will show you. You will know his presence. You will see God do amazing, mighty things. Ask for extravagant things. Don't ask for small things, ask for big things. Ask for a young man to get found out in Michigan somewhere, and also asked for his healing that God will use his... Go on, go on beyond what the need is. Go on and be extravagant with your prayers. What if God don't show up? What if he does, Loretta? He asked for a 100,000 souls. And you got to remember, this is in a little a small little place, and he asked for 100,000 souls. They ended up getting 250,000 souls, and this is word of mouth. There's no advertisement. There's no TV. There's no loudspeakers. There's no amplification. It's all done by the Spirit of God, 250,000, and they say it was probably 25% of the population of the island at that time. Say 25%. What do you think 25% of America would be? It's about 80-something million. Can you imagine if our army increased suddenly by 80 million? Come on, think big. What would it be like if this army called the Church of Jesus Christ was to suddenly increase by 80 million people? not counting the ones that already are, what would happen? The country would turn around. Schools would change. Everything would change. Media would change. Yes, no more fake news. Media would change, too. God would pour out his spirit without measure amen and he he will anyway there don't have to be a big crowd but man can you imagine that can you ask for that can you dare even ask for that in jesus name god loves us god has a plan for our life god is tired of seeing us seeing this nation bottom out and you know what we're in a good place Because they said in Wales, Sunday morning, the the streets were filled with people walking to church before the revival. They had a form of godliness. There was believers. There was people that loved Jesus. But this revival of the the Holy Spirit was poured out mightily. You know what denomination he poured it out on? The Presbyterians. Amen. Praise God. He's no respecter of that. Man, when revival comes, everybody's going to join in. When revival comes, the enemy will try to pervert it and make a denomination out of it. No, it's not for sale. You think of the move of God that started in Red River Meeting House. What year was that? Y'all know, I'm sure. It was right previous to... was the second was second great awakening 1790 then it moved on to paris kentucky which was called cane ridge revival it spread all over the nation and and this welsh revival spread to California to the Azusa Street Revival, which was the rebirth of the 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 Pentecostal movement. It's where you're sitting right now. You believe in Pentecostal power. It came from the Welsh Revival. It came came from a pastor, not a pastor. He was only 20-something years old. And he he had to call a God on his life. And he couldn't sleep at night because he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he couldn't get relief. So he went off to ministry school. Went to ministry school for about six months. He said, man, I don't have time to spend time praying. So he came back to his village and just started prayer meetings. And that's how the whole thing started. Not against ministry school. but I'm just saying this young man was led by the Holy Spirit, moved by the Holy Spirit, and obeyed the Holy Spirit. And look what happened. You got a Pentecostal movement. You got the the, uh, Azusa Street Revival which by the way was not a popular thing. The church called it the last vomit of Satan. One guy did, really. And there was the leader of this, which was not a leader at all. They said most of the time he had this box, this wooden box and his head was buried in there in prayer most of the time. His name was William Seymour. He was a one-eyed black man. And they disdained it. The church disdained it. But God moved mightily. And thousands and thousands got filled with the Holy Spirit. Assembly of God Church because of that. Uh, Church of God because of that. I mean, God moved mightily. And he poured out his spirit without measure. He's going to do it again. And it's not going to be a denomination. Nobody's going to take credit for it. Everybody's going to be involved. You're going to lay hands on the sick. You're going to pray for the afflicted. You're going to pray for the demon-possessed. Get ready. Get ready. There's too many, and you'll be praying for a lot in the church. The church needs cleansing. (laughs) The church needs cleansing. The church needs to get back its passion. The church needs all the things the Holy Spirit can give to us. So, Lord Jesus, just stand up. hold your hands up to heaven and in the upper room i don't know what they were saying but it said they were praying and they were waiting for the promise of the holy spirit they were waiting for the promise of the holy spirit so it was promised to them and it was fulfilled it was promised to you through the word of god amen And many of y'all are baptized in the Holy Spirit, walking in the Holy Spirit, but we all need more, don't we? So just say, Lord, Lord, send your Holy Spirit Spirit powerfully powerfully now now, now, for Jesus Christ's sake. sake. Oh, Lord, Lord, send your Holy Spirit Spirit powerfully powerfully now now, for Jesus Christ's sake. sake. Fill me, Lord. Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Let me overflow. Oh, like a fountain, Jesus. I need, I need more. 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 Convict me, Lord, Or I need conviction. I bring repentance to your table, Lord, because you are worthy. You're worthy of a, you're worthy of a clean vessel that you give me, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Send the Holy Spirit powerfully for the Jesus' sake, for Jesus' name. Lord, if you, need, if you need to spend some time with the Holy Spirit, come up to this altar. If you've got sin in your life, come up to this altar and get rid of it. If you got doubtful things and you're not sure what the Lord thinks about it, come ask Him. Come ask Him. Come ask Him. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Let's be ready to receive Thursday night. Let's not have to go through all the garbage cleaning. Let's receive Thursday night. Let's be ready to pour it out on all the other people that come in. Lord God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Touch me, me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Lord, we believe for big things. We believe for this whole... Hold your hands up. We believe for this region. We believe for this 150 corridor. We believe, God, that you will save multitudes. We don't ask for 25%. We ask for 50%, Lord. Heck, we want them all, Jesus. We want them all, Lord. We call out in the name of Jesus for America. America to be restored and healed and saved and delivered. God, that abortion, people, you won't have to ban it with the Supreme Court. They've screwed up so many times. We can't trust them. Lord God, that that people would just stop wanting to get abortions. That, Lord, people would start living godly and morally in Jesus' name. Because of you, because of your word, because of your love for us, Jesus. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, Jesus. And America would do what's right. Lord, Americans would do what's right. Do what's right. In the Hebrides, not everybody was a Christian. Say, not everybody was a Christian. But you know a family would dedicate their child... And when you dedicated your child, you promised to raise him up in the ways they should go. They will be admonished in scripture and prayer. And even the heathens that never went to church would daily read the word of God to their children and pray with their children daily because they wanted to keep their commitment. You don't see that much anymore. Lord God, let our nation be a nation that keeps its word. Let our be a nation, God, that, Lord, wipe out the dissension. Lord, like you used William Seymour, God, there'd be no color barrier. There'd be no race barrier, Lord. Jesus, God, that everybody would realize that we are created equal. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. And the enemy that's stirring it up, find him in the name of Jesus. Find the enemy that's stirring up all this unrest in Jesus' name. Bind him in Jesus' name. That's not the Lord. That's not people. That's not the Lord's will. His will is for peace. Amen. Peace. Of course, he said, there will be ultimate peace someday, won't there? He said, he did say, I didn't come to bring peace on earth, but a sword. He comes to divide. He comes to divide. Mother will be divided against uh, daughter. You know, and and it's not God's will that that happens. But it's going to happen in these last days. So, Lord, protect us from false prophets, from false prophecy, God, that we will not be lulled into false teachings, Jesus, but that we would depend on the Word of God. We would depend on the Holy Bible. We would depend and defend that, Lord, and we would speak it and believe it and follow it. In Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, bless these saints. Bless them going out. Bless them coming in. Bless them with prosperity to meet all their needs according to your riches and glory. If they need a home, give them what they need, Lord. If they need a vehicle, give them what they need, Jesus. If they need an appliance, give them what they need, Jesus. Meet all their needs. Lord, we we pray for rebellious children. We pray, God, for prodigal children. And I can say that because I was chief of the prodigal children. You were second in command. You know, the father, he was sitting on the porch, and every day he looked out that driveway. I just remember my mom, you know, Mark Avery, time for supper. Mark, time for supper. Mark, time for supper. I'm a block away. Can't hear. We don't have a cell phone to tell us it's time for supper. Mark Stephen Avery! It's getting late. It's getting dark. It's time for supper. It's getting dark outside, guys. Lord, we pray for our children. Young ones, middle-aged ones, teenage ones, we pray for our children, Lord, to hear the cry. To hear the cry. It's getting late. It's getting dark outside. Come on home. Come on home. Come on home because the Father loves you. Come on home. Jesus loves you. Lord, pray for parents, God, that you give them wisdom right now. You give them discernment, God. They're dealing with junk that nobody ever had to deal with before, Lord. Give them supernatural wisdom. And give these children respect. And they would honor mom and dad. Lord, every time they get ready to do something, they think of you first. And then they think, what about mom and dad? Lord, it would be a good thing. A righteous thing. Lord, bless them, bless them, bless them. Bless y'all. In Jesus' name.